Hello beautiful people, happy Friday. Now today I'm bringing to you guys an interview with a very good friend of mine called Rosie. She is a professional singer, professional vocal coach and also professional yoga instructor as well. And she has the most wonderful business where she's actually combined yoga with singing. Now I have always been a big believer in the fact that if we look after our bodies, that helps our voice at the same time. It's all connected. Our entire body is our instrument, if you are a singer, if you are a dancer. So she has so many wonderful tips, in this interview especially, about how we can free up our bodies, really strengthen them, loosen them up, and find that freedom in our voice from making that connection. She gives lots of really, really cool tips so we can actually, you can literally do them while you're listening to the interview, if you if you so wish. I was definitely doing some of them while she was telling me about them as well. Um, so she's got so many wonderful tips on that. She's just such an incredible businesswoman as well, super inspiring. And she also tells us a lot about her her own experience, her story with having vocal nodules. I think it's something we really need to talk about a lot more because it does happen to more people than we think. And obviously it's not something we want to happen to us but is not as big and scary as as sometimes we think so she talks a lot about her experience with it how she got through it and overcame it um and just her journey on finding true vocal freedom i think it's really inspiring there's so many amazing tips um my name is Haley. by the way hello i'm a professional musical theater performer successful business owner an absolute personal development geek and i hope you guys enjoy this episode well rosie thank you so much for coming on honestly you spending your time here this next 30 minutes whatever it is just means the absolute world you are such such an expert in your profession so i'm so excited for everyone to hear oh story. thank you uh, and a bit about what you do i mean for those that don't know you can you give like a quick little intro to who you actually are yeah so um yeah i'm rosie so i am a uh well professional singer as well when we are back out and hopefully performing again um and i've been teaching singing for about 10 years now um teaching lots of different styles at different colleges and things um and then yeah i really kind of got into my yoga practice about five or six years ago um having not enjoyed it on my first attempt back when i was a student um so yeah i got back into it and it was a time when i was quite busy as well and stressed and i found it had such a good effect on my voice um, so yeah, I did my yoga teacher certification and then I've just kind of been starting to research um, these connections and exploring with my own you know, yoga practice and then knowledge of the voice as well and then anatomy of the body and just, yeah, you know, exploring it and working with singers, whether that's in a group workshop or one-on-one -on -one, to just kind of free the voice, that's the aim, kind of sing with freedom and hopefully just confidence and a bit more kind of connection as well I think oh I, I feel like that's the goal for any singer just freedom not worrying about about breaking or anything like that just yeah in it I absolutely love that that's really beautiful yeah and I think I was someone that you know at the end of my four-year undergrad I still looked back at my final recital and I was just so stuck yeah. and I just didn't know what to do with my arms and I just had I just didn't have really any concept of my voice being more than what my vocal cords were doing like I had a you know brilliant undergraduate training and things but it was you know thought about breathing and things but not really as like the full instrument I think I totally know so, what you mean I was actually saying this to a friend the other day you know the, the degrees we do are absolutely amazing, but I really think my first contract, my first performing job 
out of university, that's when I learned more than I had in my entire three years. So I can, <laughs> I completely get you. Yeah. <laughs> so about, about also your singing career, can you tell me how you actually got into it in the first place? Yeah, sorry, I was turning you up. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, singing. Oh my gosh. I do, do you know what? It was just one of those things I did when I was younger that, you know, when you kind of people like, what do you want to be when you're older? And I just never really had any idea. Um, and I just always enjoyed singing. And that was just something that I loved. And, you know, music department at school were, was the best and things. So, yeah, one of my teachers when I was 17 just said, oh, I think you should apply to conservatoires. So I did got in, <laughs> went, <laughs> and it was great, it was great, but I have to say, I did, yeah, I did my postgraduate in music theatre, so I went to drama school, and again, it just kind of, it was, maybe I realised I didn't want to do eight shows a week, and that kind of wasn't the, wasn't the route I wanted to go down, really, so I kind of started to think, you know, what do I actually want to do in terms of singing, so I just started to do, um, yeah, solo stuff, and um, started doing more jazz singing as well, which is funny after doing classical undergrad, musical theatre postgrad. <laughs> um, started singing at like vintage festivals and things, doing more cabaret. And um, it's been, I have to say, I don't know, I think I've always just been independent and I quite enjoy just being to pick and choose the gigs that I like to do. Um, and just, yeah, I've been really lucky actually that it can kind of run alongside my teaching work and kind of influence that a bit as well I think it's nice to have that understand what other performers feel as well from being a performer yeah. yourself oh yeah 100% to have that that completely well-rounded experience of both sides singing teacher and performer that's invaluable that that's amazing yeah and it's just um I don't know just having you know feeling that kind of I think everyone has a certain degree of performance anxiety even if they've performed a million times um, I think the moment you lose that sense of nerves is when you kind of think okay I'm just going through the motion now it's time to time to maybe stop or change direction so it's you know it's good to understand you know how we all feel when we're about to sing that you know that first phrase or walk out onto stage and seeing how you can help others to kind of yeah manage that feeling I suppose. Wow so is with your students is like performance anxiety kind of controlling the nerves something you do work on a, a lot as well? Yeah yeah it's it's I don't know if it's just recently or even I mean before the pandemic as well just noticed such a shift over the last maybe just like five years of just students coming in with feeling a lot more you know oh, I don't like my voice or um, you know I feel like I, I just want to sing, I don't want to perform, or I feel, you know, get this, you know, shallow breath and I can't connect to the breath. And I think maybe it's just modern modern life <laughs> um, where people are feeling it much, much more, actually. Um, so, yeah, there's, there are some great things as well that I've learned from yoga, you know, with some of the breathing techniques um, that has been really, really helpful to translate across um into work with my singing students I think yeah I love that yeah so in terms of yoga then as well so I remember you said when you first tried it you were like nope not me <laughs> and I'll be honest I, I had exactly the same thing I feel like a lot of people probably do and then as yeah. you come back to it at a time that I think you need it that it really really yeah. fixed so can you tell us a bit about your rediscovery of yoga how that actually went down 
Yeah, um, it's funny you say that because I've always said that the exact thing that you, um, you when you do it is uh, sorry, is you you need it when you enjoy yoga is when you realise you need it need it in your life. Um, so yeah, I think it was um, I just moved down to Brighton from London, so I'd done my I don't know seven eight years in London and time to escape. Um, so <laughs> moved down to Brighton um, as many people do, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just didn't know many people so I joined one of those meetup groups and I went to Brighton Yoga Festival with some girls um and we did a few like free classes and I was like oh okay this is this is fun so I started doing YouTube yoga yoga with Adrian um yes I love her I love her it's so she's so accessible and that's what I love about her because I think people can get very put off yoga from you know seeing Instagram of people in these headstand inversions and you know great if you practice that that's you know that's great but that doesn't have to be yoga yoga can just be sitting anywhere you know with your eyes closed focusing on your breath um so yeah but yeah I was got into yoga with Adrian um and I just I just found it made such a difference even that just I don't know 20 minutes a week even that would just be kind of cover to time I suppose um so yeah after a while I then joined a local studio and I was just like I'm gonna uh, buy for what was it unlimited classes monthly classes so I just got stuck in there <laughs> um but it was good actually because they do so many different types of yoga at the studios so it was you know vinyasa the more fast-paced or I'd go to restorative where you use bolsters and props and things or um went to kundalini yoga as well which was an experience if you've ever tried tried that I haven't I actually don't really know what that is <laughs> well it's it's funny because that was the one that I kind of looked at the schedule and I thought that's not my thing I don't want to go but it was the only one I could make that week so I kind of thought you know what I'll just go and it was you know lots of chanting and and um like spiritual spiritualism which wasn't at the time like I wouldn't even om in a class I'd find it really uncomfortable um I know look at me now (laughs) um and I was like oh god I don't I'm not really up for this and I went and it's always 90 minutes and it follows like a set pattern um and god I just felt so good when I left I did I just threw myself in I was like I'm just gonna do this um did the chanting it's lots of kind of connecting the breath to movement um a lot of vigorous movement sometimes as well um but again because of connecting the breath like the whole 90 minutes every move you do you're instructed with the breath pattern um and that's I think one great thing about yoga and how it can connect to singing is that kind of main focus on the breath um but yeah it's kind of I think you need to find your right style of yoga at first as well. I think that's why people can be maybe put off by it a little bit. If the first class they ever go to is, you know, crazy fast vinyasa, you know, workout yoga. And actually what they wanted was that relaxed, more mindful session. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is important to kind of know what you're signing up for if you're going to try, which is why Yoga with Adrian is, is great to kind of find little snippets. Um, also other great YouTube yogas as well mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if we mentioned this but yoga with adrian is on youtube definitely look it up she's absolutely amazing and she's really she's really real 
you know, she doesn't make you feel like you need to be a certain way or anything, or you need to be able to do the headstand or anything like that. It's very, yeah. very chill, I think is the word. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice that there's kind of different length practices. So you can just launch in and do your little 10 minute warm up or do a 40 minute, you know, workout one or, you know, she does the sequences as well, which are great. Um, but also yoga with Tim is really good for like alignment and things. And he's a bit more kind of um, uh, like strength on the side of bits of Pilates stuff as well. Um, and yoga with Cassandra, I like as well. She did some 10 minute morning sequences, which are really nice to do. So I still do them even as a yoga teacher. I just can't, you know, I can't think what I want. I'm like, someone tell me what to do, um, which is really <laughs> nice every now and then. <laughs> it must be nice and you have to actually be able to switch off and just have someone else go, okay, now do this, now do that. And it might give you inspiration yeah. for other things you're going to do as well, I imagine. Yeah, completely. Like sometimes, yeah, I was doing a Cassandra one and she did this amazing shoulder stretch that I'd never seen before. Um, and I mean, it was totally simple as well. And it's become my favourite, most go-to stretch that I even use with my singers. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness, I love that. Right, yeah. I've got a lot more yoga people on YouTube to look up now after this. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you rediscovered yoga, realised it was actually really flipping cool. What can you describe as kind of the next transition in terms of going, oh, this is actually something that can help singing. This is something that I want to make into a business when it turned into, into Vox Yoga. Yeah. So, um, oh gosh, I can't remember how many, it was a, f a few years ago, just someone that I worked with. I'd just been telling her I was uh, getting into yoga and, and I was you know, finding the effects were, you know, really helpful for um, my voice. And she said, oh, there's a great book called Yoga for Singers, um, which I hadn't heard of at all. Um, so I bought the book and it was just about kind of, um, you know, which certain poses and asanas could be good for singers, you know, ones which are rib opening, ones which are good for lengthening the spine, um, some ideas maybe for chanting and things. Um, I just started to kind of think about it a bit more. Um, and then when I was practicing at home, I just started to um, vocalize when I was... <laughs> doing my yoga just general kind of humming and things I was like oh this is really interesting um so I just kind of started to really think about the elements that I found you know useful and then um yeah yoga teacher training as well um and then I thought okay how could I put this into um an hour workshop or an hour class if you know someone was going to explore this um so then I thought, okay, I've wanted to do this for a while. I'm just going to put it together, focus. Um, so yeah, I kind of read some, there's been like little bits of research in the area as well. Um, so kind of just reading things that other um, yoga teachers, singing teachers have experienced. Um, and then seeing what I as a singer as well kind of would feel um, would be beneficial for me to do. Um, and often these workshops will kind of run with different themes and have different aims over the session. Um, so I think once I felt confident that I was like, okay, I feel qualified. Yeah. I'm going to try this out with, with, you know, some of my singers that I'd already worked with. Not all of them would have been up for it, but some of them I'd start to bring in the yoga bits to their lessons. say, try this. Um, then I knew I could kind of start putting the workshops out there and, mm -hmm created Vox Yoga after many hours thinking, what can I call this? <laughs> it's the perfect name. 
it genuinely is the perfect name. Oh. I love it. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to ask you as well, because obviously, you know, yoga for singers, I feel like when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. But it's not something that people would think about if they weren't prompted. So how did you find yeah. and were there any challenges with you launching these workshops that, that aren't really a common thing that people would look for? Yeah, that's one thing. It's like so niche. Yeah. But when people, and it's not something that you would think, oh, I need that. But then someone that stumbles across it are like, this is exactly what I need. <laughs> or if you just try it, often you'll think, oh, actually, this is great for me. And it's not going to be right for everyone. You know, some singers aren't going to need that or find the style right for them. Um, so it's kind of just being as obvious as possible, I suppose. <laughs> and to be honest, very honest, it's, it's been through Instagram that pretty much all of my work, I think, yeah, I think every single workshop I've done for other companies has been through Instagram and connecting with people. Um, I think, you know, it's been such a good platform. I think I did some for, yeah, Collective Creative Initiative last summer um and that was ones that i just saw them i think on twitter i was like this looks great so i contacted them um but yeah aside from that it's been connecting with people and also a lot of um new students as well one-on-one -on -one, um have has been through instagram or um yeah youtube as well i started a youtube channel oh, good. last summer um so i've had a few people from that have done those short practices. I spoke about all these other people's yoga channels on YouTube. <laughs> Didn't mention my own. <laughs> so we could look it up. It's just Vox Yoga. So if you go to YouTube slash Vox Yoga. Um, so <laughs> there we go. Promo as well. Um, then yeah, some people have kind of experienced. So I just put out, you know, some short 10, 15, 20 minute things. Um, some yoga, some singing, some a bit of both. Um, to experience uh, to let people kind of yeah experience little things but it's yeah it is that thing of people not you know who searches yoga for singers I don't know those are my key words um, <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I actually was one of those people a couple of years ago and I only found one video on all of YouTube and there was this opera singer that was leading just like a, a yoga routine in her back in her back garden um, yeah but I couldn't find anything else so the fact that you've got out, wow. out there now is awesome yeah I think a lot of people are now so much more aware of kind of wellness and that mm. holistic approach as well like um one college I teach at has a whole um well-being center where they have you know their physio their counselor and I just think that's so good um I think people are starting to realize that you know they do need to take care of their body and their mind and it's you know it is all connected a bit more so um I think just you know starting to connect with other even you know a lot of singing teachers that are enjoying that approach as well um is just just really useful I think Instagram's just become this really good community mm. actually for you know making these connections and allowing us all to kind of develop our skills as well and um, just help other students in, in lots of different ways.
Yeah, I totally agree. I think Instagram is obviously such a blessing, especially this past year, especially now that even more people are online than ever because it's the only way we can see people. I know. <laughs> so the fact that it is, you know, hosting small businesses like your own as well, that's amazing. I think that's, yeah, that's really, really wonderful. Mm. Yeah. And I love what you said as well. You know, people do sometimes think singing is just this and this. Yeah. It's, it's so not, you know, if you think, I mean, I'm not, I don't know much about cars, but you know, if something in the engine somewhere was leaking, you know, we don't just fix the tires or just fix the, what's that called? The steering, the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just fix that. You know, there's so, every part of the car needs to be in peak condition for this car to work exactly right. It's just like mm. our body. Our body is our instrument. So looking after it, making sure it's aligned, making sure it's strong, but loose and not tense, but has that strength at the same time. It's such a, a delicate balance I think isn't it oh yeah completely and you know yoga is so much you know it puts you into this alignment that again alignment that's good good for you um without you having to think okay I need to think about this stacked upon the next you know you just do 10 minutes of of yoga it often just sets you up in um a good way for you to work yeah. I think that's the thing as well um is that, you know, it's not one size fits all and what works for one person's body isn't going to work for the next person. So I say, you know, it's just exploring, bringing awareness as well. I've realised recently in my workshops, I've been using the word awareness so much because <laughs> I think it is just trying to see, you know, how your voice responds to something that you do in your body. Mm -hmm. Um I did a workshop recently that um, focused on like um, the hips and the jaw. And I actually saw this little exercise, um, which my mind was blown when I did this as well. But if you just chatter your, you'd have to be standing up to do this. But if you just chatter your teeth slightly and then you tip your pelvis forward and back, it changes where your teeth are chattering. And you can just see that there's this connection there. So that's how much that if you're slightly out of, alignment somewhere mm. it's going to have a knock-on effect or it's likely it's going to have a knock-on effect somewhere else that's blown my mind wow. i know <laughs> i know i was just re i was researching something and i came across this and you know it's like oh that seems a bit wacky but i'm gonna try it and i was like oh my gosh and then i was like is it you know is this for everyone it might be that it's not for everyone but but yeah people that i've worked with it's like, oh yeah and it's just, again, think, making you think a bit more about how different things are, are connected. So, yeah, of course, if you end up singing like this, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to be good. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think it's, it's easier to think of the shoulders affecting it. But when the hips are so far away from your jaw, that, mm. that's when I'm, like, I'm definitely going to be trying that after this. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny. I mean, I am someone that I know I have a bit of jaw tension um I know I clench my teeth in my sleep um but I was driving on the motorway about a year ago and I remember thinking oh god my right ankle is getting really stiff um, and I was gripping it and then I realized I was clenching my jaw at the same time mm -hmm. and it's just again one of those things that I might not have even connected at all before I was thinking oh that even that's making giving me tension somewhere else um so it's just, yeah, I guess it's just, it's just starting to just get your body moving in a different way or just starting to, you know, consider things 
maybe slightly differently and just seeing if that approach yeah does have an effect on on your voice and it just comes back to the word you said before awareness just being aware mm. of that like you're aware of how your ankle and your so i mean when you're looking at at a singer at one of your students um what would be you know are there certain kind of signifiers that you look out for that say oh i think some some vocal yoga some yoga would be really really helpful for them are there particular things that you look out for yeah i mean i suppose it's kind of it is if they're you know that sense of freedom if they are already you know able to understand their breath and be able to sing out with like confidence and, and freedom. Do you know what? That's quite rare, isn't it? Actually, I, 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 that I think most people need help. With. Yeah. But again, it is saying, you know, if someone's like, Oh, you know, this, this bit of me is feeling really tense today or, um, you know, even certain, um, like shoulder stretch you can do can just lower your larynx and things like that. Um, it might not for everyone, but for some people, it's like, oh, let's try this. Yeah. Let's see if that's going to help help you. Um, a lot of the time, actually, the most successful things are coming into a forward fold, standing forward fold, or um, tabletop on the hands and knees to ex explore um, breath and um, how you can access the core muscles, connecting that to the voice. Um, I work with a lot of dancers who are gripped and used to holding everything um and sometimes it's well most of the time it's not doing full-on sun salutations and vinyasa flows <laughs> it's just saying let's try this stretch or what happens if you add that movement when you sing um so a lot of the time you know we think about constriction in the vocal cords but it could be that there's some sort of tension in the body that's contributing to that so again it's kind of just everyone everyone is different yeah. <laughs> so and you know it's just trying one thing and thinking oh yeah that's good you know like someone was just getting someone to roll her shoulders while she was doing arpeggio as soon as she got above a certain note she got really tense because she knew she was getting high so all we did was just roll the shoulders while you was while she was singing and everything just freed up and it might have been that she was just thinking about something else mm -hmm. instead of her voice or it might have been that actually that gave her a sense of freedom. Wow. Wow, I love that. Yeah, there is a lot of mindset in singing as well, isn't there? You know, just not, if you're, if you're thinking, oh, I can't get this, oh, I can't get this, it's too high, it's too hard, you probably won't get it, is what I found, especially with belting. But if I believe that I'm going to open my mouth and it's going to be amazing, and it may not be perfect, but it's, it's generally pretty darn good. Um, so do you find, are there like mindset practices from yoga that you bring into your teaching as well yeah i mean some of the breathing techniques are just great to focus there's things like um three-part breath where you just connect um filling up excuse me, i say the belly we focus on breath in the belly we know it's not um <laughs> then the ribs and the chest so you've got that three parts you feel this expansion and release creating this wave is really great to just kind of get into the space, calm the mind and start to think about breath in the body is really useful. Um, and also, yeah, it's finding that flow is great where you have, you know, inhale one movement, exhale into the next. And just doing, even if it's just five minutes of that, 
it could just be, you know, just moving the arms up and down on an inhale and exhale. It just helps you to, yeah, connect the breath and the body and it focuses mind. As soon as your mind is focusing on the breath, it just starts to calm everything. So um, I suppose, yeah, even just bringing those in two minutes at the start of a singing lesson, um, just I find gets people into a good headspace if they, again, if they are someone that needs that. Um, it's also the opposite as well. If someone needs energizing, <laughs> then you can do some breath of fire. We will often think yoga is about like calming and chilling out, but often it might be that someone needs a little extra before they go on stage to kind of get their, get their energy up. That's so true. Can you talk us through what you do for that, for getting more energy? Um, breath of fire, yeah. So it's basically um, a forceful exhale through the nose. <laughs> that so you do a sequence of it so you have to do it sitting down but I don't know if it's the most glamorous but yeah you just close the lips and just don't do it if you've got a cold and it engages the core you get this release um as well so on the inhale you do just naturally um release all the abdominals you get this really low inhale and then all the muscles pull in um, but yeah, it creates this energy going around the body and also gets you to, um, yeah, think about the breath. Um, and, you know, we talk in yoga about prana and the energy like that. And I think whether that's something that you connect to or not, you definitely, after a few rounds of that, feel, <laughs> feel your energy is a bit more lifted. Um, again, that was something that I used to do in um, Kundalini yoga that I thought was a bit bizarre at first. And now it's, it's great. And actually I use it with the um, panting breath and singing as well. It kind of ties in really nicely um, with that. So if we're doing a bit of kind of core work or breath support work in a singing lesson, it's quite nice to try a bit of breath of fire as well. <laughs> I've never heard of that one before. I'm going to be using that. I love that so much. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I know it feels, it feels weird at first, but I think a lot of things when you um, connect the voice and movement feel a bit strange at first. So it is just kind of going to try it, going to see how it goes. Stick with it if you like it. And if you don't, that's all right. Yeah, it's, it's all about with any kind of performing or, or physical anything really health. I always think it's just about trying things, seeing if you can keep it and use it as a tool or if it's not going to work for you. So I, I love that. Um, do you find, have you ever had people that, you know, said, you know, try this, try that, and they've looked at you gone, no, 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 that's, that's not for me. <laughs> do, you, do you ever get that one, or are people generally very open to, to trying it? Um, okay, do you know what, occasionally I teach a few teenagers who sometimes I know they would benefit from this exercise, and I'm like, well, shall I, shall I? And I'll kind of start to suggest the real, real start of it, <laughs> and then you get to realise you're like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. Um, but actually, I, a lot of my workshops, because they, they're on Zoom, um, I say to people, if you want to turn off your camera while you practice, you can, because there's other people in the class as well. So sometimes I, I you know, I genuinely don't know. I try, I, I'm always, always too open sometimes where I'm just like, do what feels good for you. You know, you don't have to do this, but just kind of, you know, let the voice and the body respond. So sometimes, you know, they'll give feedback and be like, oh, that felt really great. felt really good. But um, no one ever gives feedback, actually, if they say that was totally weird. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I don't know. When we're back in person, hopefully we can do some more. Yeah, group, 
in-person workshops and it's quite nice to get feedback then from from people as well but I have yeah sometimes in you know smaller group classes or individual when um give feedback like we're trying some vocalizing and downward facing dog and someone was you know oh actually that doesn't that doesn't feel great for me Mm. in that posture and it's like that's fine then don't do it you need to get comfortable in the posture that you're in before you try to add some voice or add some vocalizing because you know you want to be able to connect to the voice and if you're just thinking oh my god I'm in downward dog I'm not supported and not comfortable then it's it's not it's not going to be successful yeah for you yeah it might one day but maybe not yet yeah it just links back again to the mindset and the voice you know if you're not feeling comfortable you're not gonna be singing freely <laughs> yeah yeah mm. I know and it's quite hard hard to get to that point isn't it I think that was partly when I left my postgraduate and you know most people were you know going out trying to get agents going to the west end and I was like oh god I just don't I didn't feel ready like I don't think I fully felt comfortable using my arms <laughs> until I was about 25 26 like <laughs> years after I graduated now I'm like the most handsy teacher ever and when I sing I like I can, I can use use my arms now but it took me a, such a long time to to have you know be able to feel open with it I don't think you know it was till a few years ago that I was like, I'm, f- I'm finally comfortable and happy <laughs> with performing. <laughs> I actually resonate with that so much. I remember when I was at university, we did, we would do, uh, I think it was called song presentation class, where you go in and you mm-hmm. do an audition and you just sing a song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one comment was made to me that I never used my hands properly and I would always like have my fingers stuck together like like my hands and, <laughs> and then I'm ever since that comment I would just never use my arms I'd be like right well I can't you know not use my yeah. blade, so I'm just gonna keep my arms by my side and I think there's even I think there's a musical theater song called that what do I do with my arms really and oh my gosh a song it, so you have to find <laughs> well I can resonate with that definitely <laughs> yeah I definitely understand what you mean and once you understand how to be free with your arms it's the best thing in the world but until you get there it's like you're in a straight jacket isn't it yeah oh 100% and I think yoga partly helped that as well Mm -hmm. just helped me to kind of you know I was I've never been someone that enjoys sport or fitness I'll be honest (laughs) I do more now um but yeah I think yoga just you know just getting me moving a body uh moving my body in a way that just felt good um and it just felt it gave me a sense of freedom even just like walking home from the yoga studio like five minute walk I'd be like I feel like I'm walking on air you know I felt like I could have that freedom to move which maybe I didn't have before um so yeah it might not be yoga for everyone but it's something that makes you yeah just finally feel like you've got you know control it's hard control but freedom isn't it yeah your body because you're you know yes. it's just it's more of an understanding like a complete understanding of your body and how it works and what it needs and how it can feel its best i really think that's what it gives you yeah. i haven't done yeah. yoga in so long you're making me absolutely crave crave a session of yoga. <laughs> do some <laughs> I'm on your youtube channel i love i can't believe you've got one that's so cool yeah it's funny though i think people find this when they teach as well is that you lose your own practice sometimes mm. and i really you know, I've been work, teaching, working a lot recently and my singing practice and my yoga practice, I know hasn't been as good as it should be. 
And then finally, last Thursday, I did a full hour, my own pra yoga practice. And it was so nice. Like I'd been doing kind of 15 minutes here and there, or I'd been planning sequences for my workshop, or I'd been running a workshop and speaking at the same time as doing yoga. And it was just like, so good to have an hour for myself, where I could just finally connect and just do it. So that's my mission now. And to do more singing practice as well. I just, I do so many exercises and just repertoire. Again, I need to get back to it. <laughs> mm, yeah, I totally get you. When I, when I was doing a lot of singing teaching as well, you would just, you, in a sense, you, you would be done with using your voice by the time you've had like a full day of teaching, wouldn't you? So it is kind yeah. of getting that extra mindset going, no, this, this will make me happy. I will enjoy this. Just yeah. pick yourself up, sing a little bit more for yourself and then yeah it out. <laughs> actually I think it was I think it was the same day um I'd done yoga in the morning and then I was teaching online in the afternoon and I think I had one um last minute cancellation um and had an hour free and I sang and I did an hour singing practice and again my voice felt great I didn't do much of a warm-up actually I think I just launched into repertoire because I'd been moving and just kind of vocalizing and stuff all morning so <laughs> like an amazing day that sounds really good <laughs> really nice and it's my Thursdays my Thursdays are like my self-employed day which is really nice <laughs> oh I love that I love that and there was something else slightly unrelated that I did want to talk to you about that I mentioned before as well um you had some posts a little while ago about the fact that you had vocal nodes vocal nodules I'm not sure how long ago but whenever I meet people that have had it I always love having discussions about it just because I think it needs to be spoken about more it is to so many singers, it's such a scary thing. It's such a, oh no, we don't talk about this. Oh no, even thinking about it will keep me up. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think it's so, so good to hear a bit more about it. So could you tell us, yeah, a bit about how it all went down and, and your story basically? Yeah, um, yeah, firstly, I, I agree. We should be talking about it and I will share my experiences with my students quite openly as well, not to scare them, but to say, you know, this is actually quite a common thing with voice professionals and you know there are things you can do to prevent it and let's talk about it um so I think it was it must have been about seven years now actually um and yeah I was just finding that I was kind of if I got a cold I would lose my voice very quickly um or I used to sing in like a chamber choir then as well and sometimes like my top A's would cut out and stuff which is a soprano that was normally an easy note for me and things. And I was like, oh, this is strange. But I had a crystal clear tone still. So I didn't have any gravel or anything like that. So I was like, well, it's probably fine. Um, but yeah, I thought I'm going to try and get referred anyway, which took absolutely ages. Um, <laughs> but finally, finally got in there. And yeah, I think in my head, I was like, oh, it's just a precautionary checkup. And I was like genuinely shocked when the ENT said I had nodules. Um, I was like you know you hear about it as being such a you know bad thing or definitely back then it'd be like that was the end, end of the world um but yeah I and I thought oh god what you know how did this happen I can't believe it I've got this clear voice um and I went to oh yeah I was offered speech therapy and I thought why, why I don't need speech therapy I'm a singer I know how to speak <laughs> and I was like why do I need this I'll go anyway it's free um and she got me to, <laughs> she got me in my first session to like tell her my weekly routine. And I went through everything and I was like, okay, okay. 
yeah, I think I was just living in central London. I was teaching, I don't know how, how many days then, but I'd sometimes teach from nine till three and then dart over the other side of London to rehearse for three hours. And then I'd go out on a Friday night um, to a loud place. I'd take on every bit of work I possibly could. Mm. Um, and, you know, my workload was just so, well, my vocal load was just so heavy. Um, also mixed with lovely acid reflux, which is ah. still part of my life right now. Um, <laughs> but it was just, yeah, you know, I wasn't surprised actually when I kind of went back and thought, okay, I should have been more mindful. But do you know what? As I didn't have to have an operation. I didn't have to um, cancel any gigs or anything. I did just cut down some teaching at the end of that term. Um, and it was speech therapy. It was getting me into good habits. Loads of SOVTs, steaming. Um, and, you know, it was, it was fine actually um you know you don't want to just completely well i was going to say you don't want to completely rush your voice of course if you've got laryngitis or you know diagnosis something where you are advised to you know it's keeping the muscle kind of what the muscles working so doing those kind of gentle exercises and using my voice more mindfully um got rid of them i don't know how quickly but at my six month look um they'd gone again which was great um so yeah you know like i said i think people should be reassured that if you think you have a problem just go and go and get it checked out even if you're only slightly concerned because once i mean getting that first referral was very difficult um mm. i think a lot of people have found that but once you're in the system um, I could have as many appointments as I liked with speech and language therapist. Um, I could just say, oh, can I have the camera? Can, can you look at them? And they'd be like, yeah, we'll book you in. Um, Good. Yeah, and, you know, the recovery was actually, once I was aware of what I had been doing, um, maybe, maybe not taking as good care of my voice as I, as I could have, um, then it just made me change my routine and... Actually, it made me a better teacher as well mm. to pass on to my students. I probably wasn't practicing what I preached at that time, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of schedule you were talking about in terms of teaching all day, rehearsing in the, in the afternoons, maybe performing in the evening, going out on Friday nights. That is a standard schedule for performers. We are super busy and we use our voice all day and night, basically. And there's, there's rarely ever a time that we rest it. So I think it's really good. Yeah to realize that that may be too much. Yeah, and it's also, you know, that thing with acid reflux, they say, okay, don't eat late at night. And it's like, oh, but I've got a gig. I don't really like to eat big meal before I perform. So I'm gonna have to eat at 11 o'clock at night because there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> so it's really hard. Yeah. yeah, so it's really hard to manage things like that. You know, um, obviously not everyone suffers from it, but it's, it's little things like that that you kind of, it's, it's hard often to find a workaround um, and to find a schedule that works for you, but also helps you earn your living as well. You know, I'm not really qualified to do anything else <laughs> except <laughs> music and voice. So it's hard to find things that where I'm not using my voice that I can do. So it's, it is, you know, really finding a balance 
Um, and yeah, prioritizing your vocal health as well, um, because you know it all has an effect, doesn't it? Your physical well-being, emotional well-being, and it all kind of ties together. And you know, of course, your vocal health kind of comes into that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Because the voice is so powerful. I was chatting to a friend of mine the other day that had lost her voice from, from an illness. I'm not sure what it was. Um, and she's a performer as well. And I think when there's things not quite right with our voice, it's a very personal thing. It can, it can, I get really, really emotional if I lose my voice. Um, and I, I feel like I don't want to leave my room and I don't want to go interact with yeah. people. I just, I feel like a shell of myself when I don't have my voice. So I think it's something we really need to treasure. Massive. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I had um, laryngitis about, mm. I think, three years ago. And it was obviously just a virus because I felt exhausted all week and I didn't actually have that much work and I didn't understand it. And then I had a gig on the Friday night and I just noticed on the Friday daytime, I was like, something weird is going on. And I just did the gig anyway. And that was such a mistake. Mm. <laughs> such a mistake. I've learned, I've learned from that as well. But... I'm so, I just have this thing of like, I can't let people down, I've got to do it. But I, um, I couldn't speak for four days afterwards. Um, I had to, I actually got an app on my phone. So I would text what I wanted to say to my boyfriend. <laughs> Can I have a cup of tea? <laughs> um, but it just, but yeah, it just felt, oh God, it was horrible. And also with laryngitis, you often can't feel it until you open your mouth and try and speak. You often don't feel soreness because it's, you know, if it's just isolated in the vocal folds. Um, yeah, and then you try and speak and it's just, and you can't communicate. It's just, it's, it is so personal, isn't it? It's, um, it's a horrible feeling. But, you know, it, it happens to everyone at some point. It does, it really does. Demon voice rest was my friend. That was when I did rest my voice because I had to. Because <laughs> you had no other option, yeah. <laughs> no other option. But I did actually, I had a gig on the Thursday after that. I couldn't speak Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday I started doing um, SOBT. Wednesday I could speak and sing a little bit. Actually, I think I could sing. I was just trying to save it. And actually I felt almost normal on Thursday because in that case... I had to rest it because it was swollen. They were swollen. I had to just get them back to normal. And then it was, yeah, totally fine again. But I understand it's a horrible feeling. Mm. Um, just back to what you were saying when you are kind of coming back into it those few days. For those who don't know, what is SOVT? Ah, so semi-occluded vocal tract exercises. What? I didn't um, know that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> semi-occluded. Semi-occluded, so it's like kind of partially closed. So it's like an mm, siren is kind of the, the classic, but also um, mm, uh, trills, rolled R's. So it's like something that's kind of closing the airflow. Um, it just balances the air pressure and it's like a nice massage for the vocal cords, but it can also strengthen them as well. Um, also straw phonation is like the first thing you do in speech therapy so using a wide straw first of all blowing bubbles in water um, there are much there are there are great people on Instagram that can explain it see the benefits if you head to SOVT straw that's probably um, the best place to head for your SOVT knowledge because you'll find so much there but it's just I mean I do them every single day and it's they're probably that's the first step of a lot of my uh, yoga for singers workshops as well is starting to bring some SOVT onto the exhale 
um, either when you're moving or in a posture, oh. doing some accents <laughs> while you're in a certain posture to just connect to what's going on. Um, but they're very therapeutic as well. So, um, I mean, we should, I was going to say, I was about to say, we should all be doing them every day. <laughs> but you, don't, you don't have to, but they're great. <laughs> um, if you want to, but I think I do them just, you know, walking around the house. You can, don't even need a piano. You can just stretch everything out, use them as part of your warm up. Lovely. Yeah, they're, they're kind of, for me anyway, the first things that I do, like my first steps of warm up before you then get into open, open voice. So when you were, you know, really swollen, that was all you'd do as a first yeah, step yeah. to come back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was as soon as I knew I could make a bit of a sound. Well, wouldn't I think I did it even before speaking? I think that's smart. Yeah, yeah that's really really smart. And it was it part mm. of your rehab with your vocal nodules as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of. Um, I found all my notes the other day, bizarrely, from all my <laughs> my speech therapy back in the day. Um, and yeah, it was. Yeah, it was starting with the the strophonation, um, and then. Um, yeah also a lot of it was connecting the to the body as well um making sure i was warming up the body and doing breath work and yeah sirens and then it was so far yeah i just got a reminder of it the other day lots of um resonance exercises many more men on the moon do lots of that for the speaking voice i actually had to i changed my speaking voice after i had nodules actually um, because at the time I taught two days a week in a primary school, um, singing, like one-on-one -on -one singing lessons. And I think that I'd engage them more if I spoke like this all the time. And I was actually in like binfolds or my head voice a lot of the time. Um, and it, you know, wasn't sustainable. So mm. actually I think I kind of lowered my speaking voice and made it, yeah, more clear, healthy, um, got proper speech quality, um, and also in speech therapy, did a lot of twang, which is great for um, if you're in like a loud environment, like a pub or something when we're back in a pub. <laughs> um, yeah, to kind of project your voice if you need to get someone's attention. So I said to her, you know, oh, I've got, you know sometimes I go out on a Friday and I've lost my voice by the end of the night. Um, so it's funny that, you know, I thought I didn't need that because I thought speech therapy was just how you speak. But it's, it's not, it's just, it's extremely useful, even if you're, um, yeah, just having vocal singing. I don't want to say issues, you know, problems, worries. Um, it is really great to go to a speech therapist. Um, it's very, yeah, really useful. And things that I've taken away and exercises that, yeah, I still, still use today. Wow, they are such amazing insights, especially the fact that you've actually changed the way you speak. Now, I think that's, I know. Yeah. Mm. that's really cool, though. The fact that you were really, really prepared to make the changes that you needed to. I think that's that's quite a testament, a testament to you, to be honest. That's oh, I think it was I think it was just realizing that, yeah, what I was doing maybe just wasn't sustainable. Mm. I think if I'd have kept on like that, I just wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we want to use our voice for a long time. So yeah, <laughs> we don't want to do it. No, <laughs> well Rosie honestly I appreciate your time thank you so so much I oh thank you it's been lovely I have one question to wrap us up with mm -hmm. tonight for for singers that are very very new to the world of yoga what would be you know, if you've got one tip or one really simple move that they could do just to kind of 
experiment, just to kind of dip their toes in into the world of yoga for singers, what would be your one little little tidbit? <laughs> um, oh, I kind of I think I probably mentioned them already. Actually, I think it would either be just if you're feeling like you're getting a bit stuck in your practice when you're singing, just start to add a bit of movement. This it's not even yoga, you know, swinging from your hips, swinging your arms side to side. Mm doing whether you're singing a phrase of a song or just some warm-ups, some SOVT, starting to build in some movement whilst you're vocalising um, is really great. And then, yeah, explore some of those postures. Standing forward fold, so just stood up, folding from the hips, letting your arms, everything hang out, or tabletop is just hands and knees. How does it feel if you do some in that posture? Or what happens if you sing a phrase of your song in that posture? it might open up something. It might not feel good at first. You might have to try a different posture. Um, and yeah, or just do a sun salutation before you start singing. You know, one little flow or sequence, maybe just two minutes, five minutes, and just see if that makes your voice feel any more free. It doesn't have to be singing at the same time as doing yoga. Sometimes it's just doing a little bit of a movement sequence that helps to unlock something else. Actually. I love that. I love that. And if you need to wait until everyone else has left the house, so you're by yourself to do it. Oh my gosh. A hundred. I said that at my workshop this morning. I was like, I know these things feel strange. Do what you can. My neighbours I know can hear me sing. And I was doing something with primal sounds this morning. I was like, woo. <laughs> I know. I know. I must think I'm absolutely mad, but there we go. <laughs> I've convinced myself that they can't hear me because I can never hear them, but I'm, I'm sure that I'm louder than they are, so they probably can. You've got to tell yourself, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rosie, honestly, thank you so much for giving up your time. I know it's so thank you. you are just such a ray of sunshine and so many good tips. Like, I'm literally going to go and do a downward dog or something now. I'm, I'm really pleased with you. <laughs> Let me know how you find it. <laughs> and all that teeth chattering thing, that's yeah yeah it's just interesting to just help you to understand that there is a connection there yeah oh my goodness how fascinating well thank you so so much honestly everyone check out her channel everyone check out her instagram she's got so many golden golden tips and nuggets on there and is doing so many amazing things so thank you so much for everything you give to the online community as well oh thanks so much thank you for having me you too <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> all right well, I'm you too. See you soon. Bye.